It's Christmas! Well, tonight, thank God it's there instead of you. Oh, Christmas Day, my ass. I'm driving home for Christmas. Oh, I can't wait to see those faces. Christmas to you and all. Hello again, and it's only the blummin' Burmunts, and we barrel into the Burmunts with a jam-packed episode of Merry Britsmas, the podcast all about British Christmas bits and bobs with me, your host, Adam. Thank you to those who engaged with my Twitter poll last month about favourite festive sandwich fillings, and as expected, turkey was the top filling, with a whopping 75% of the vote. As a second filling, cranberry sauce won with half the vote, but stuffing was close with 33%. Obviously, the best sandwich is absolutely everything crammed in there, so you can barely hold it all together. Anyway, this month I thought I'd celebrate the Burmunts with a real festive episode, full of Father Christmas, quite literally. I'll discuss a rare rock Christmas classic from the Kinks, an episode of a classic and maybe outdated sitcom, Are You Being Served?, and a little history on the figure known purely as Father Christmas here in the UK. Let's start by jumping back to one of the biggest sitcoms of the 1970s in the UK. It followed the misadventures and mishaps of the staff of a retail clothing department in a fictional department store called the Grace Brothers. The show was called Are You Being Served? ran for 10 seasons, totalling 69 episodes, an apt number considering most of the jokes in this sitcom. From 1972 to 1985, there were five Christmas specials and a film in 1977. There was also an updated reboot with a new cast in 2016, but that didn't last long. At the time, the show was hugely successful. It was voted as the 20th best British sitcom in a poll in 2004. I can say that I never really watched it, but I'm aware of it thanks to its popularity in British culture and the prevalence of it on television. There are certain catchphrases that are used in it and characters that I've just seen before on television without really knowing too much about them or actually watching many episodes. I always did quite like the theme tune actually, with its cash register noises amidst the music. And the comedy in Are You Being Served is very broad, full of sexual innuendo, misunderstandings, mistakes, far slapstick, so it appealed to quite a wide audience at the time, and today for that matter. The comedy also sometimes relied on an awareness of the classic British class system, which was still somewhat of a thing in British culture through the 70s and 80s, and has only really recently been phased out of sitcoms and British television. But for this episode, I thought I'd watch The Father Christmas Affair, the Christmas special from between series four and series five. It was shown on TV on Christmas Eve 1976. And it begins with the holiday season at Grace Brothers as they are getting the Christmas display units for the shop floor. The very camp Mr. Humphreys, one of the most popular characters, as usual, turns up late after being involved in some interesting activities. Where have you been, Mr. Humphreys? Where no other man has ever been before. <laughs> a 
Have you been in the ladies' powder room? The Hopeless has been at an outward bound school. Yes, they rowed us to this island and we all had to fend for ourselves. You know, all they gave us was a two-man tent. I fought till three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that was just to get the stove alight. <laughs> Were they all men? Well, it's hard to tell like this, isn't it? Had it not been for a mouse crawling into the tent, I'd never have realised that for the past two days I'd been sharing my razor with a lady traffic warden. <laughs> then the Christmas display shows up, with a rather creepy-looking robotic Father Christmas that does the following. Do we inquire exactly what its function is? Uh, yes, well, the specification says that it utters a Christmas phrase in a deep avuncular voice and opens its arms in a friendly, welcoming fashion. Oh, that'll be nice. Can I ask a question? Yes, of course. I realise it is all rather technical for the average mind to grasp, but I'll do my best. What is it? What does avuncular mean? <laughs> oh, well, it means like a sort of... Like an uncle. But he looks nothing like my uncle. <laughs> looks a bit like my auntie Ethel, only her beard's a bit longer. <laughs> It kind of looks like the evil Santa Claus Doctor Who aliens, if you remember those from one of the early series. And the actual robotic voice is pretty creepy too. Ho, 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 little boy. Have I got a surprise for you? Also, the so-called avuncular opening of the arm seems to be more of a flashing motion as a coat is pulled apart. Yeah, well, the sleeves has got stitched to the coat. I'll soon get that fixed. Have I missed anything? Mr Granger is performing for a local old person's home but is struggling to pick a song. And then there's some references to minstrel performers that is definitely not okay nowadays. And he does try to remember a song he knows from one of them. What about uh, Climb Upon My Knee, Sonny Boy? I don't think his knees are up to it. <laughs> I can remember some of the words of Mammy. Which are the words you remember? Mammy! Mammy! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very clear after that. <laughs> I've got a lot of work to do. The song is by a famous blackface performer called Al Jolson, so it's kind of awkward to watch it and hear it, especially as other cast members sing and dance to it later in the episode. But moving on, from awkward race-based jokes to awkward sexual jokes. The pink-haired Mrs. Slocum always makes rather risque jokes involving her cat at home, and this episode is no different. Uh, just a moment, please, just a moment. Mr. Rumbo would like to address you before you all leave. Uh, well, I hope it's not going to take long. If I'm not home on the stroke of seven, my pussy starts clawing at my business. <laughs> also, the robotic Father Christmas was a bit of a disaster. Uh, but, <coughs> Sorry about this, you've probably heard that our electric Father Christmases have not been an unqualified success. The uh, voice is all right, but the arms need some modification. Yes, it was a pity about the small boy with the broken ribs. <laughs> Still, uh, Mr Grace did manage to pull a few strings and get him put in a private ward with his father, who's no longer on the danger list. <laughs> Having recovered from the electric shock sustained when trying to release the little lad. <laughs> so they need a member of staff to dress up and play the role, but no one seems keen to volunteer. Anybody fancy wearing a beard and a dressing gown for a week for three quid? 
Perhaps a show of hands? Well, with all these youth pills I'm taking, I don't think it would be good for my image. <laughs> Children don't seem to like me. When I smile, they hi hide their faces in their mother's skirts. <laughs> After more money is offered up for a staff member to play Father Christmas, everyone decides to have a go, including Mrs Slocum. Mrs Slocum, what on earth are you playing at? I'm not playing at nothing, Mr Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> but I would ask you to remember that Parliament has passed the Sexual Relations Act. <laughs> Women are just as good at it as men. <laughs> and what's more, they should be paid the same for doing it. I'm, uh, I'm rather confused as to exactly what you're suggesting, Mrs. Slocum. That I should be allowed to have a go at Father Christmas. <laughs> Fathers are, by tradition, men. Well, with all these whiskers, who's to know the difference? Presumably the mothers. <laughs> I demand my rights to a fair trial. Oh, very well. We'll let young Mr Grace decide. Mr Humphreys turns up in an outfit that is more Mrs Claus than Santa Claus. Before you speak, I've borrowed it. <laughs> I borrowed it off a friend of mine who's in a Soho review called Merry Stripmas. <laughs> See what the girls wear. <laughs> and then Mr. Granger turns up an old-fashioned blackface after he couldn't get the makeup off after the performance, which is definitely on rather dodgy ground. <laughs> I've sat up all night trying to get this damn stuff off my face. Well, didn't you use the remover I gave you? Yes, I did. It brought me out in big bumps. <laughs> Although, they do kind of make a joke at the racist's expense at one point. How did the show go? Oh, I was a riot. <laughs> he went to the wrong hall and did two talk choruses for the National Front. <laughs> at the end of the episode, Mr Grace, the big manager in charge, decides to ask a random boy to pick the best Father Christmas out of the staff. And the boy happens to be black. So he picks the minstrel makeup Father Christmas, Mr. Granger, to end the whole episode on a horrible off tone joke that pretty much sums up this episode in series. Wow, that's what I call a real Father Christmas. Mm. Oh, 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 little boy, have I got a surprise for you? <laughs> so, as I said, I never had any history watching this show, but always knew it was very much of its time in terms of humour but it outdid itself. It had a few funny moments near the start and some setups that made me smile and got a chuckle or two, but it just had too many references I didn't get, moments that were awkward or strange, and it went hard on the humour being focused around blackface at the end with only one brief moment of awareness and twisting that racism around. It really lost me towards the end and it makes me reluctant to watch anymore, even for the Christmas episodes. Maybe I was just born too late and can't connect with this outdated show, but I would not recommend it for a festive fun pick-me-up. Now I know he has many names, Santa Claus, St Nicholas, Père Noël, I could go on and on. The legendary seasonal visitor takes many names with cultural and historical differences here and there. But here in the UK, for a long time, he has mostly been known as Father Christmas a slightly specific role of the Christmas gift giver. <laughs> 
as Alison Milbank of Nottingham University explains. In England, we had Sir Christmas or Father Christmas, and he didn't really give presents. He wore a great big green bow um, or garland over his head. He represented Christmas festivity, wassail cups. He was in the mummers' plays in the Middle Ages and beyond. You see, a symbol of the festivities of winter has been around for many, many centuries. Back in the 15th century, a carol referred to a Sir Christmas, who tells the audience to make good cheer and to be right merry. In York in the 1500s, there used to be the Yule Ridings, which was a festival for the winter season, usually on the 21st of December. A man would play the character of Yule, and he would carry cakes and meat, throw nuts to the assembled crowd, a kind of gift giver. Later on in the Stuart era, the Lord of Misrule, a poor commoner elevated to a position of power that I've discussed in a previous episode, was sometimes given names such as Captain Christmas, Christmas Lord, or Prince Christmas. But he wasn't a father yet. One of the earliest references we can find to the idea of a Father Christmas came in 1616 when a play was performed for the Royal Court. It was written by the very famous playwright Ben Jonson, a contemporary of Shakespeare, and a character called Christmas appeared. He had a long beard and wore old-fashioned clothes and he had several children along with him. They had appropriate names such as Misrule, a nod to the Lord of Misrule, Wassail, Mince Pie and Carol. So he definitely was a father. The reason that Christmas was being personified in this play, as it was in a pamphlet 20 years later, was potentially as a direct challenge to the Puritan attack on Christmas, another part of history I discussed in an earlier episode as they sought to ban Christmas and the festivities attached to it. In the aforementioned pamphlet, a young woman asks where old Father Christmas has gone, and claims that he's been condemned and imprisoned. This personification of Christmas as an old or Father Christmas happened a few more times throughout the Puritans' rule over society, and during their banning of festivities from 1647. It was a way of protesting and talking out against things that people didn't like. The figure then resurfaced as a stronger embodiment of the celebrations when Christmas returned, following the restoration of 1660. He appeared in plays and folk drama, and resembled the Father Christmas we know a little bit more in terms of his looks, but he was generally portrayed as an adult figure, linking more to feasting, raucous games, drinking, a figure of fun instead of the jovial, child-friendly gift-giver. The British preferred a party, it seems. The character occasionally popped up in plays and stories here and there, until the early part of the 19th century, and the character became more widely popular after appearing in illustrations as a winter figure with holly garlands surrounded by food and drink, not unlike the very familiar figure of the Ghost of Christmas Present in Dickens' classic A Christmas Carol. As we reach the end of the Victorian age, the rising popularity of Santa Claus consumed and merged with Father Christmas to create a more general figure that's kind of interchangeable, especially between British and American shores. I still do think of a difference in the two figures though, and I think it's perfectly summed up by Raymond Briggs's Father Christmas, the book and the TV special that I've discussed before on this podcast. A British, grumpy, more normal figure than the magical Santa of the North Pole. I think sometimes we need more grumpy Father Christmas in this world. Back in the 1960s, British rock bands were taken over the world. From the Beatles, to the Stones, to the Who, to the band we're going to talk about today. Ray and Dave Davis were brothers from London. They played in numerous bands together as teenagers, including performing with a young Rod Stewart as a lead singer for a few shows at school. 
Then the Kinks were formed, with Mick Avery, a drummer who saw an ad for the band needing new members in a music magazine. The name was meant to imply a little bit of naughtiness, a little bit of sex appeal, but still remaining marketable to an audience. Their very first single was a cover of Long Tour Sally in 1964, but it failed to make an impact. And the same went for their second single. But their third, a track called You Really Got Me, went to number one and cemented the band as rising rock stars. You really got me going, you got me so I don't know what I'm doing now. Yeah, you really got me now, you got me so I can't sleep at night. They quickly grew into rock superstars, with other hits such as Tired of Waiting For You, Dedicated Follower of Fashion, Sunny Afternoon and Waterloo Sunset. We're here to talk Christmas music, so let's jump forward to 1977, when the band recorded and released a non-album single called Father Christmas. It was thrown together during writing sessions for their next album, and it matched up punk arrangement with aggressive riffs and a tongue-in-cheek humorous lyrical story, all about a Father Christmas at a shopping centre or a mall. They're attacked by working class kids who demand money and jobs for their parents, mocking the rich kids who get all the presents. It's a scathing, angry punk snap at the class system in the UK that hides behind a romp of a Christmas song. At the time, critics actually weren't so kind. NME magazine called it fine and saying, how the mighty have fallen. Thankfully, they didn't, thankfully that didn't stop the band. And Ray Davis said he used to perform it on stage while supporting bands in America at the time. And once he was stopped from getting on stage by security, who perhaps didn't realise he was actually part of the show in his Father Christmas get-up. The song has grown in popularity since its first release and become quite popular on rock radio and playlists for Christmas. As one of the few heavier Christmas rock songs, it's become more and more popular as time has gone on. 
So in live performances for a long time, Ray Davis would dress up as Father Christmas and get on stage to sing it. The guitarist Dave Davis has said, I love the humour of it and the aggression and the bitterness. He said he remembered the faces of his parents at Christmas and their struggle, how he felt there was something fake about the holiday sometimes. For me, the song is a really fun rock Christmas tune and even has some festive bells to add some extra seasonal glitz. Let's hear some covers. Quite a lot of rock bands have covered this, as you might imagine, with the lack of heavy options at this time of year. So I thought I'd share some interesting ones I found, starting with a Texan indie band called The Unlikely Candidates. They recorded a fuzzy indie rock cover in 2018. chilled take on the song, which came from Matt Nathanson last year. He also used the video and the release of the single to highlight the Sidewalk Project, who work with the homeless community in California and Arizona. So don't make us annoyed, give all the toys to the little rich boys. Give my brother a Steve Austin outfit. Don't give my sister a cuddly toy. We don't want jigsaws or Monopoly money. We only want the real McCoy. Father Christmas, give us some money. We'll beat you up if you make us annoyed. Father Christmas, give us some money. Don't mess around with those silly toys. But give my daddy a job, cause he needs one. He's got a lot of mouths to feed And if you've got one, I'll take a machine gun So I can scare all the kids down on my street Alternative rock group Letters to Cleo released a Christmas EP in 2019 with this pop-punk-esque cover of Father Christmas. And I would hang up my stocking at Christmas Open my presents and not be glad
finally, a favourite band of mine, the mind-bending music video creators that are OK Go, covered it for a compilation back in 2006. Merry, Merry Christmas, have yourself a good time But remember the kids who got nothing While you're drinking down your wine Father Christmas, give us some money We got no time for your silly toys We'll beat you up if you don't hand it over We want your bread, so don't make us the noise Well that's it for another month here on Merry Britsmas, and next up is October, the spookiest of months. So be prepared for some potentially scary British festive things. Please do get in touch to let me know what you think of what I've discussed today. Do you prefer Father Christmas to Santa Claus? Is Father Christmas an underrated Christmas rock classic? Is Are You Being Served appropriate in the modern world? I have an Instagram, a Twitter and a Facebook, and you can find me at Merry Britsmas. Happy blooming Christmas to you and all.